Hey everyone, welcome to another week on the Miseducation of Bill podcast. Well, what do you expect? You can't catch Jigglypuff with a regular Pokeball. You need a Great Ball or like a Moon Ball or something. Are you finished? Oh, sorry, I had to give my uh, teenager some parental advice. You understand that there, you can turn your mic off until the podcast I, starts, right? I don't know how to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. I didn't live under a rock. Yeah. Well, maybe we could. Anyway, we're starting off the week here with uh, Rick and Bill. And Woo! Uh, hey, guys. I'm Bill. Yeah, Bill's here. Everyone knows it's Bill. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's Bill. Oh, sorry. And I'm Rick. Yeah. He's Bill and I'm Rick. Uh, I'm Ryan White, I'm your host, and I'm suffering again. And we are back for another week to talk about some interesting stuff, <laughs> right? We we got in the Wayback Machine and went back 21 years. 21? Uh, the number of years we went back can drink. Yeah, isn't that nice? <laughs> and speaking of drinking, I am drinking a fine, fine bourbon whiskey. Evan Williams, Bondled and Bond, please sponsor me. I spend way too much money on you. Hashtag Evan Williams. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking the um, Cloudburst Brewing Yakima Freeze. It's delicious. <laughs> I hear that's easy drinking. It is. It's mellow. Yeah, nice. sounds good. Bill, what bullshit are you drinking? <laughs> I am going with the uh, classic a- Angry Balls as I like to call it, which is the uh, Angry Orchard Dry and some Fireball. I like that Bill's trying to get us sponsored by Welch's. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could call it Fire Orchard, too, but Fire. Angry Balls has a yeah, better ring. Angry Balls. I don't know that I want my balls to be angry in glass form or in human form. Sure. Any any more you want to talk about it? Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do you want okay. your balls to be angry? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> there's there's worse things. <laughs> right? They they could be seeping. <laughs> so it's a week. Um had Snowmageddon this week. Uh kinda had to recover from that. Yeah, um, that was that was crazy, right? Uh I don't know about you guys, but I had wind like crazy. We had snow drifts, and so after two days there were still like bare patches of grass in my yard and like three foot uh, piles from this wind. Yeah, it does not feel like the middle of March to me. <laughs> no, it's almost <laughs> like it's uh, early to mid February. Yeah, mid February. <laughs> PNWA. At least we didn't have it like uh, Texas. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Before we dive in, so I don't even think we mentioned it yet. We're, we're tonight. We're talking about almost famous, right? Yes. Uh, we listener had a, suggestion. A listener email from one of our listeners, Erica, who said that I needed to watch a movie called Almost Famous. So we all watched that movie last night, right, boys? Alternate title to this podcast: Almost Famous, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or <laughs> No More Airplanes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which which we will get to in detail. But but let's 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 back up a little bit before we dive into the movie. Um, today it was my turn to do a little research about the year the movie was made, which was the year two thousand. Um, 
I think that's right. If not, I'm pulling a Ryan and just we're going to talk about a completely different year. Hey, it's, it's called Y2K. Three guys who don't know when stuff happened. Right. Or, yeah, Rick doesn't know years. So <laughs> Or cannonballs. How do you okay. die from a cannonball attack? I don't understand cannonballs. No one does. Okay, so here's what I've got. I've got I've got some sports trivia, I've got some movie trivia, I've got some music trivia, and I've got some headlines. What, what do you guys want to start with? I'll take headlines for 500, Bill. Okay, so this individual in the year 2000 was named Time Magazine's Man of the Year. So are we... Buzzing in, or what are we doing? <laughs> well, I'm gonna guess. Just let's just both take a guess because it's not like it's a competition. There's no points here. We're both losers. I mean, you you literally took the question for 500. So <laughs> <laughs> I will say Al Gore in 2000, huh? Yes. I'm gonna say uh, someone else besides Al Gore. I'll say Bill Gates. Okay, so uh, as is, you know, the norm for these, you're both wrong. Cool, yeah. But I think the points are going to go to Ryan on this one because <laughs> it was George W. Bush. Mm. That was my. That was going to be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they don't make the loser the man of the year. Well, <laughs> but so my thought process was the man of the year is going to come out before all of that shit was settled at the very end of the year. And he was all about climate, and Time is a publication of the media. A construct. Blah, blah. Yes, <laughs> yes. I thought, I, w- I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, they wouldn't put W on the cover of Time for Man of the Year. But then they also, I'm pretty sure Hitler was on Man of the Year one time too, right? Yeah. I don't think he was so, the Man of the Year. Yeah, you know, he was, In like I think. 38. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Before uh, they yeah. found out about the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> Before who found out about it? <laughs> Time Magazine. (laughs) Shit. Um, He doesn't like us. (laughs) Dang, I'm annoyed because that was like on the tip of my tongue. I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. You know what? I'm taking the points. I'm taking the point. Hey, no, I'm taking the points. I get the points. I'm taking 500 points. Because I was wrong. Now you get a pick. So you have control of the board. (laughs) I have control of the board. I'm going to take music for 2000. Okay. This isn't double oh, jeopardy. It's a, this isn't it's a da- double jeopardy. I know, but you didn't you know you, you didn't see the thing pop up. It's a daily double. <laughs> oh. Somebody needs to pay for the sound effect for that daily double. <laughs> pew, 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 so, pew. So I'm just gonna read a list of a hundred songs that came out in the year two thousand. <laughs> hey, don't steal other people's content. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're stealing Ryan's bad, podcast. Ryan, that's idea. your deal. <laughs> um no, so I've got the top ten songs here. And here's what I think I'll do. I'll let you each guess three songs. And if you get whoever gets the like highest ranking song on this list wins. Okay. So we're going to come up with songs out of thin air that we think were on the list in 2000 and whoever gets the highest song wins. Yes. And it'll go, you know, one song, one song, one song, one song, one song, one song. (laughs) Right. Don't guess all three in a row. And then whoever charts the highest with their song guess. And what list are we on? The Billboard Top 100 for the, hot, the year 2000. Hot 100? Or yeah. Top 100. It was Top 100. Okay. Top. So it could be any... Yeah. Okay. Who's going first? You took the points, so you might as well go first. 
in 2000. Jeez. I'm going to say, oh, I think I'm a little early, but I'm going to go Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River. Okay. Uh, I will go um, Genie in a Bottle. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to go a little off book here and I don't know any of the titles of these songs. I'm going to say the band name and I think I, I'm going to go with fallout boy. Is it called sugar? We're going down. Is that a song title by that band? Eh, you know what? We'll go for it. Send it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say Britney Spears. Oops. I did it again. Oh, I was going to say that, but I think that's before that. He's going to take the points though, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's me and Ryan. We're on the same wavelength this week. Um, how about in the year 2000? I'm going to say Riding Dirty by Chameleon Air. Okay. I'm going to say. Uh, Aren't we done? No, Ryan gets one more. I get one more. Okay. You went Got first. It. I'm going to come out of left field with um, any song by like Limp Biscuit. Okay, so none of you got anything on the top ten. <laughs> yeah, party. So no plays, but we'll we'll do it this way. I'll name the artist going from ten to one, and you try and guess the song now. Okay. okay. So number ten was Tony Braxton. Unbreak my heart. Nope. Yeah, that's way before that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was he wasn't man enough. Okay. Cool. I didn't think you'd get that. Uh, number nine, Matchbox Twenty. Push. <laughs> no, I think you're a little too early on that one. I don't know. I don't have a guess. I don't know. It was bent. Okay. I mean, um, it was one word. Okay, right. <laughs> First person to shout this one out gets it. Ready? Number eight, Lone Star. Amazed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Look at this guy. Point, uh, one point, Rick. Zero <laughs> points, Ryan. Number seven, Savage Garden. Truly, Madly, Deeply. No. Still, you're still back in the 90s. I mean, why are these bands still around? <laughs> I don't know. It was I Knew I Loved You. Ryan wasn't going to get that. No. No way <laughs> I was going to get that. Okay. Here we go. Now now you get these. Uh, number six was Destiny's Child. Say bye, my bye, name. Bye, bye. Say my name. Yes. No. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, what am f- I talking about? <laughs> yeah. Right? What the fuck? I, I didn't even catch that. Uh, it was uh, uh, the money Bills, song. bills, bills. Bills, bills, bills. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one about money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, Vertical Horizon. She's everything you want. Everything, everything you, you want. I would say that's close enough. Perfect. <laughs> uh, number four, Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. It's called, wait, I know this one. Oh, no. Oh, I, don't I can hear it in my Joe head. Is. He's an R&B singer. I can't remember the name. It's called I Wanna Know. Oh, yeah, that's not something I was thinking of, so I don't get that point. Num- number three, Santana. Smooth. Ooh. Yeah. Featuring Rob Thomas. Yep. Nope. Oh, it's the other one. It was the... You got a chance for the steal here, Ryan. Was it like Shakira or someone? He did a whole album, and the and Smooth was one of them, but it was another one with... Wyclef. Maria, Maria. Yep, it was Maria, Maria. <laughs> Why'd you shake your head when I said Wyclef? You fucked me. Because it was the product G and B that he well, did it with. 
I think Wyclef Jean's on that too. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It was produced by Wyclef, I think. Okay. Wyclef. Okay. Ryan gets the Ryan gets the first guess on this next one because I suck at this okay. game. Number two, also Santana <laughs> with Rob Thomas. <laughs> uh, That's smooth. a rough one. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So and you smooth. know what? I just realized that I have been doing. You fucked it up. Well, no, no, I'm doing it right. But this whole time, whenever one of you gets it right, I put an R next to it. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So now we know who wins. Yeah. So R is really doing well, Rick and Ryan. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Um, Number one was by Faith Hill. Ooh, uh, it was the one they turned into the Monday Night Football song. This kiss. No, it was the one they turned into the Saturday Night Football song. The uh, Saturday night football. Isn't that Carrie Underwood? Waiting all day for Friday night. That whatever. Mm. They, I don't know. That was a real song that they turned into the football song. Gotcha. Isn't it Carrie Underwood? Ryan, then? you are correct that she sang a real song that they turned into the right. <laughs> But it wasn't that song. one. But it was not that song. That song was Breathe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was so- number one. A country was number one. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's like crossover country yeah, pop, but right? That was a little early for the whole pop country really blowing up. Yeah, but she had that, there's that this Kiss song, the one I guessed, that was mm-hmm. also huge, and it was like... Yeah. Okay, so, Ryan, you get to pick sports or movies? Sports. Okay. First person to chime in here. In the year 2000, who won... You said that wrong. The soup- in the year 2000... Why did we decide I, to start? I don't a s- know what that is. <laughs> uh, why did we decide to start a segment to just make ourselves look dumber than we already did when we started it? It makes us more endearing to the listener public. Jeez, I hope so. Yeah, because <laughs> we're not just these geniuses spout- spouting off about how good these movies are. We're people just <laughs> like you. Yeah, I do like the people know that we're not looking at our computers right now. That we're in front of them, but we're not right, using yeah. them. <laughs> oh. You'd hear clickety clacketing going on if if that was a looking that shit up. You'd also get a right answer once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or not. <laughs> okay, boys, who won the Super Bowl in two thousand? That was the Rams, St. Louis Rams. That is correct, Ryan. Ding ding takes ding the ding ding point. ding! The greatest show on turf. Who won the World Series? Nobody cares. I don't have. I have. Uh, I can eliminate one team. Uh, the Yankees. Correct. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah I know. I mean, I was, when in doubt, guess the Yankees. Right? I was gonna. I was gonna guess the Rangers for some reason, but okay. And for the clean sweep for Ryan in the sports category, who in the year two thousand? Don't was say the basketball. First... No. Who was the first baseball player to hit a home run into the San Francisco Bay? Barry, Barry Bonds. Bonds. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I call that a tie. <laughs> but you said Ryan for the sweep. Well, if you got, if it, you right, got it right. But, well, fair enough. You, you won two and a half to a half on the uh, sports category. <laughs> Boo. Okay. Movies. We've got, I've got the five nominees for best picture. So if you can guess one of those movies, that's worth a point. And if you can guess the movie that won Best Picture, you win. All right, I'm going to go with Shakespeare in Love. And Ryan's going to think about it. Are you sure you want to go with Shakespeare in Love? I mean, 
I don't know what else I'd go with. Final answer. Uh, I'm trying to think because there were two movies about the same thing. Ooh. And one gonna, of them... I'm going to rethink my answer. ...was really popular, and the other one wasn't so much, and I can't remember which one was which. I can tell you that answer. Give me the details. Run it down. Let's break no, it down here. I'm not going to give you this point. I'll, I'll let you, I already guess Shakespeare in Love. I'll help you get I'll help you get to your point. We're a team here, Ryan. We've got to just team build some things. the opposite of Deep Impact. Was it called Asteroid? Okay, well, so Deep Impact... Are you talking about Armageddon? Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the only Was thing it I... called Asteroid? <laughs> You got you got asteroids? Yeah. <laughs> nah, but my dad does. <laughs> um, oh, okay, you're both. That's wrong. not it. Yeah, no, I know that's not it. <laughs> okay, I'll give you here's here's some hints, okay? Here's the categories that I would put them in. <laughs> best picture? Four you best have, picture. Yeah. yeah. Well it's all it's the all best styles picture, of movies. But one movie is about war, one movie is a romance drama, one is a martial arts film. One is a legal film, and one is it. a drug film. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. I said it first! <laughs> said it nope. first. Ah! A drug I film? I think that might have been 99. I don't know. A drug film? Blow? No. No? Not for an Academy Award. I don't know, Bill. I think we're done. What yeah. do you got? Okay. Here, Here's your nominees. Yeah, give us nominees. The nominees in no particular order. I won't tell you which one won. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That one. Chocolat, Gladiator, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic. I was going to say Traffic. Traffic. It's, no, it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Well, no, but did that win for director and cinematography? And not Best Picture? Yeah, sorry, boys. I think Traffic. It was Gladiator. Was it Gladiator? Oh, Gladiator. I am best not picture. entertained. Yeah. You guys, I was seriously going to say Traffic, <laughs> and it's really annoying me. <laughs> so I get. I mean, it didn't I mean, win. I don't know listen, why you don't go with your facts. I would have been in the ballpark. I wouldn't have got it right, but I would have had it. Dang. Yeah. I mean, go with your gut. Why do you doubt yourself? I don't know. I've been torn down and broken down for years and years. It's Ryan's athlete. turn to talk, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Brian's turn to talk. Yeah, no, I was going to go, I I get Traffic and Crash mixed up. And I know Crash won, and I hate that <laughs> one, because it was a terrible movie. I like that you get Traffic and Crash mixed up. <laughs> they're one word, they're similar <laughs> styles. No, they're, they're both transportation related. <laughs> yes, yes, Traffic and uh, Crash. Yeah, do, do you know, I, but you know the difference between that and Speed, right? You know that between that and Speed, right? Right. Yeah. Um, actually, Bill, you have seen Traffic. I we have. Saw it, we saw it together at a I movie we theater. we saw Blow. We probably did. Which one has Pee Wee Herman in it? Blow. Yeah. But we saw Traffic, and here's how I remember this. I We were in a movie theater, and there was nobody else there, and we took over. <laughs> that they, happened a lot. <laughs> they, had these, they had these seats, you know, in the front section, and there's like three of them, you know? And I just laid them all down. I laid across them. And that movie was so boring that I fell asleep and I fell out of the chair watching traffic. <laughs> Where was I when you were taking a nap? In the front you were of the on the other chairs. <laughs> okay. Is what we're going to tell people. <laughs> <laughs>
Amen. Well, 2000. Yeah. I mean, I was I was 20 years old. I think 2000 is also the year that Rick and I met that we right. were both working at McDonald's together. <laughs> mm, cut that out. Origins. <laughs> cut out that we were 20 years old working at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for very long. <laughs> right. I think 2000 was the year we me and Bill met <laughs> working together. It was. <laughs> yeah. We at McDonald's when we were 20. <laughs> In Damn our it. first job. <laughs> uh. Oh, we there was a lot of shenanigans at that job. Shenanigans, yeah. <laughs> not not of the like Goodfellas persuasion. <laughs> nobody's gonna know what that is because nobody's listened to that episode. Uh, okay, <laughs> no one's listening to the Goodfellas episode. It is the least listened to episode out of all of the episodes. Weird. <laughs> That's interesting. We do two is movies, it? and it's a yeah. Good... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, hey, I don't get it. When you get to the end of this episode and you're hungry for more content and you just can't wait another week, go back. Yeah, listen to that double feature. Yeah, we know you haven't heard it. Right. Go listen to it. It's Yeah, it's Goodfellas and Pee Wee. Only like 37 of you have heard it. So So we were talking about the year 2000 because... We watched a movie called Almost Famous, which came out in that year, the year 2000. I just, no, you talk about the year 2000, and I mean, where were you guys when the lights went out and the computers shut down? (laughs) I remember in the year 2000 that uh, I distinctly did not want to go to any New Year's Eve parties. So, like, I had a very low key, like, couple of people thing with like some drinks that someone else provided because I was not 21 and uh, just hung out and waited for the carnage and nothing happened. Um, That's the year that I got alcohol poisoning from drinking an entire bottle of champagne by myself after I've been drinking all day. Mm. It was very interesting. That sounds super cool. Yeah. Oh, and when I say I drank a bottle of champagne, I mean, I chugged an entire bottle of champagne. (laughs) It was very exciting. How did you do that with the bubbles? It's real tough. So um, I do an okay job of chugging. Um, you guys have maybe know that. Really? I didn't me. know that. I didn't know that you could chug things. And when you, uh, if you can do it, it'll just start exploding into your mouth. And you just got to take it all. Just take it all in. <laughs> um, yeah, no, when it starts spraying in your mouth, you just swallow it and go. Yeah. My stories involve a lot of things in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember I graduated high school in 1999. As did I. As did I. Ish. Um, I I graduated in June of 1999. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... So I had gone to college in the fall of 99 and was back home. I was at college in Vancouver, BC, British Columbia, Canada. And I went back home to Chicago for uh, Christmas break. And so I was Chicago. Well, home of the Blues Brothers. Rural Sycamore, 45 minutes outside. (laughs) Sweet home Chicago. I don't know what that is. Um, you watched it's from the Blues, Blues Brothers, <laughs> but I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't memorize the thing. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so we went we went over to my friend Steve's house and it was just a bunch of us that had graduated high school and gone to college and we were all back and so it was our time to hang out and catch up. And we were good kids, so we were drinking some soda pops and eating some Doritos and uh at midnight Steve's dad like hit the power breaker and shut off all the power to the house. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> we good. We were kind of like, cool. And then it came back on 10 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you in the throes of Goldeneye at this point? We had no, talked about I, this before. No. So I, my, my Illinois friends, we were much more into like just hanging out, watching movies or, you know, just kind of hanging you we were really hardcore do- gaming at that point right it was it was more in the later part of 2000 and 2001 after i moved to seattle that i had another group of friends that were super into goldeneye and then perfect dark when it came out mm. and that's when i kind of got into that stuff got it but then they got into super smash brothers and i could never figure that out so i kind of <laughs> got off the group video game chain at that point Uh, i don't know what that is (laughs) so y2k was total hype like Mm -hmm. it was so like the world is gonna end it's gonna be dogs and cats living together craziness and 20 years later it happened (laughs) (laughs) i i know it was a plant Wait, there right. was a reference? Yes. Yeah. Dogs and cats okay. living together. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is that Secret Life of Pets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. You've, you know, you've seen that, I'm sure. Yeah, I have. I own <laughs> it. <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs> Do you realize, I've, I've discovered on this podcast, that Bill, like, solely just watches cartoons. Yes. Right, <laughs> like he loves Secret Life of Pets. He just watched Wally. Like, I mean, it's just all we're getting. Is One of his favorite of Billy Crystal movies is Monsters Inc. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just cartoons. I think that's what and? happens when you don't watch movies until you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> cartoons and Billy Crystal. Yeah. And Billy Crystal cartoons. <laughs> what a life! The best of both worlds. <laughs> Okay, let's let's get into almost famous here. Let's okay. So I have a full page of notes on almost famous. I was I was rapidly taking notes, um, and I've kind of put my notes into categories. <laughs> I've got like random things I thought while watching the movie, quotes that I liked, and uh, then like the finer points. Okay, <laughs> you want to talk about our favorite quotes first? Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about our favorite quote. Let's do a quote off. I, I only have really like one favorite quote of the movie, I think. Let me guess what it is. Yeah, I don't think you will. Uh, the, um, the, but go the ahead. fact that you said that means that my guess is null and void. Right. I just love, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a quote person. I mean, he said it, so I guess it's a quote. But when he says, just think, in 11 years, it'll be 1984. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> That's, yeah. I just love the math of that joke. Like... I was going to go, uh, I'm on drugs. Cause yeah, that, that's, I mean, I'm a golden god is the obvious quote, but the I'm on drugs is the funny quote. Right. I, I, well, the first one that I liked was when he was like, I'm 11? <laughs> <laughs> 
if the kid has no idea how old he is, that was right. Funny. That was super fucked. Like, yeah, 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 messed up. Uh, and then the other one I have is, uh, you have a message from your mother. I talked to her. She kind of freaked me out. <laughs> twice, twice, twice. They say she freaked them out. Yeah, yeah. And then I have another one, but it belongs more in the vein of like more serious conversation, which I don't think we're to yet. <laughs> Saving it, holding your card. Yeah, yeah. It's for when we. It's for when we get real, when we break it down. Um, I like. I also like that adolescence is a marketing tool. That was pretty good too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Friends of McDormand. She was really good in this movie. She was like. She was really good. I. I mean, uh, yeah. she's good all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had forgotten how, like the the role she played in this movie like cuz when i watched it mm-hmm. before i was way more focused on the storyline of the kid and the and the rock band and all that and not watching it as you know a little bit older and seeing like the parent side of it and how like how she's dealing with shit and how she's got her own stuff going on and, you didn't uh, realize that this movie was really about a wayward daughter reconnecting with her mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole plot twist just to get a Zoe Deschanel back home from being out on the uh, airplane circuit. I, I loved when Frances McDormand says on the phone, Russell, it's not too late for you to become a person of substance. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, Bill, do you know that this movie is like, it's not a true story but like it's all taken from pretty much true events who's the band that stillwater is supposed to be well it's just so, a conglomeration of any yeah, number of there's there's bands. a led zeppelin ish there's an almond brothers ish um i think Cam- so the movies you know do you know who cameron crow is uh, uh the second line i have on my notebook is <laughs> who is cameron crow <laughs> <laughs> um so he's just he's a writer he wrote for Rolling Stone magazine when he was 15 years old. Okay. Um, he's just a music guy. So, and he toured, I can't remember if it's, I think it's the Allman Brothers. So that, when they're on the airplane in this movie. Right. That's what that actually like, happened. Mr. Jones and me. What now? <laughs> the Allman Brothers? You think the Allman Brothers? No, 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 no. He, Cameron <laughs> Crow. He sings oh, Mr. Jones. Got it. You're making a Counting Crows reference. Got yes. it. Um, oh, so Counting Crows. He's on the plane. Same thing. He was he was in that plane situation that happened with I think it was the Almond Brothers. Yeah, yeah, Almond yeah. Brothers. Um, okay. So there's a lot of that stuff that happens in the movie. That's all. I really you know. like that plane scene. That was that. I, that is a weird scene. That is a really weird scene. And and you, it's it's one of those things where you're like, this had to have like at first I thought they were going to kill off everyone on the plane. I thought it was going to go down and they were all going to die. And that was how this thing was going to end. But um, then, you know, when you realized that you were streaming it and there was like another 45 minutes left. (laughs) (laughs) No, just like, you know, they're all confessing things and everything's coming out into the open. You're like, okay, this is a device that they're using to, like, bring everything to a head and wrap everything up, which is good. Yeah, I liked Um, it. I liked it. I liked it better than just some, you know, blow up between Russell and Jason Lee or whatever. Right. Have you ever seen, so you've never seen Fast Times Ridgemont High. We know that, right? Nope. So he wrote that, which, so Penny Lane is based on him going undercover to high school and meeting a girl like that when he wrote Fast Times. So Fast Times is about high school. 
So we'll we'll get to that movie. Don't worry, that's coming down the pike. I'm sure. <laughs> um, Rick, he wrote. Rick, yeah. I'm glad that you have like the Cameron Crow lowdown because I like I recognize Cameron Crow. Like I know the name that he wrote a bunch of stuff, but I had a lot of questions, and I, I appreciate that you have like the story nailed somewhat down. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton. I just know some backstory because I, I was interested in after I saw this movie in yeah. 2000. Yeah, and I had read the stuff in Rolling Stone. I think like like it was older than when I was, but I had seen all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he also wrote Say Anything. Yeah. Which, Bill, have you seen Say Anything? That's John Cusack, right? Yes, yes. That's the one where he talks about wanting to be a kickboxer? Yes. And he's got, where he holds a boombox over his head. I mean, I think I, I'm familiar with a lot of clips from it. See, if you, it's funny because you talk about your, that other, that shitty movie we watched about the love thing um, <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> the best it was. movie we've watched so far uh, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that movie um, gets blown out of the water by a movie like Say Anything. Right. That's just a good love story. Fun. Good. That's that's what that's what Billy Crystal should have watched before he made that shit he made. Um, he wrote singles. Yeah. And then he wrote um, Jerry Maguire, too. I'm sure you've seen that. Okay. Tom Cruise is. In I it. have. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen Jerry yeah. Maguire. Yeah. So he show me the money. He's lived quite the life. So did you notice in the credits? Um, nope. I, I didn't know this at first that when we first started that. uh Nancy I think we've Wilson. established I don't watch the credits. <laughs> the the opening credits. Do you watch those or do you just fast forward that oh. too? <laughs> uh, Nancy That's where Wilson. they were like writing stuff with a pencil. Yeah. Nancy Wilson did the score. Yeah. I know. And I didn't that. know they were married. I didn't know they were married. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Which is crazy. Hey Bill, what do you think about Nancy Wilson? I don't know who that is. <laughs> of course. It's almost like I have a drop. <laughs> but I don't even need to use it. Nope, that's live. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh she's from the band she's from the band Heart. You ever heard of them? Do they sing Barracuda? They do. They're from yeah. Seattle. They're yeah. from Seattle. Hey, let me See, tell you. I'm too, hip. I'm with it. I I just jumped on the internet real quick too, and uh, Camera Crow also wrote. This is and on directed, Zoom. We've all been on the internet. <laughs> he also wrote and directed Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. Oh, I've seen that. Seen also, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then nothing else that you've seen. Oh, oh, probably. Oh, he he wrote, directed, and produced your favorite movie. I think, Bill. We bought a zoo. Forget Paris. <laughs> you must love We Bought a Zoo, right? I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, it's not I haven't. I don't. Okay, it sounds terrible. So Kevin James <laughs> is just okay. I don't think he's in it. So that's the zookeeper. <laughs> we- Oh, <laughs> that's the one I've seen. <laughs> oh, the, the even the probably the only one worse is that one. <laughs> I don't think I've seen We Bought a Zoo. Is I've we seen bought the a Zookeeper. Zoo, Luke Wilson and I think it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Okay, I think Matt Damon buys a zoo or something. I've never seen it. I guess we should all watch it. Yeah, three guys who have not seen We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, this movie is one of those movies too where you're just like, you can't believe all the people you see yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it's nuts. And Bill doesn't uh, know who half of them are. Yeah, but you know what? He might know more than you think. And he, there yeah. is one that he's going to forget. He didn't. He probably didn't even notice it was happening. Right. I mean, there but, were tons of people I recognized. Yeah. And then there were other people who like have one line, and you're like, that's probably someone famous. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, like, so who who's people that stood out for you that were just like bit part 
random characters have popped up here and there. Well, I recognize the kid with the dark hair that's like the huge fan of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Jay Bar- Jay right? Baruchel. Sure, he's yeah. been in a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Tropic Thunder, Into the World, and he's Canadian. Doesn't he does the voice in How to Train Your Dragon? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I know him. Yeah, it's a cartoon. He knows it. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I was um, shaking my head because I wouldn't know it. <laughs> but I knew that one. And then he uh let's see who else. I recognize the girl from The Craft. Yeah, from the Balk. And I I recognized her because we just read my son Wizard of Oz, and then we watched Wizard of Oz, and then we started watching Return to Oz, and she plays Dorothy in Return to Oz. Gotcha. Was oh, she way yeah. young? She must have been way younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she's like nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. But and she's that a very, a very dark and messed up. She's a very unique look. Like, you, you mm-hmm. recognize her. Like, she's very uh, striking. She, she has a face made for horror films. <laughs> and the water boy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Did you notice, Bill, any comedians? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. That's where I was going with this whole thing, I thought. Is the bellhop that says the mother freaked him out a comedian? No. no. The no. receptionist at no. the hotel? No. 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 There's some heavy hitters. I mean, I recognize Jimmy Fallon. Does that count? I mean, kind of. In that, ho- that hotel scene you're talking about, that's when, when Bowie shows up. The yeah. guy that yells Bowie real loud. Nick Swartzen. Do you notice that? I, I don't know who that it's is. It's Bowie. You don't know who Nick Swartzen is? No. Okay. Oh, um, What's he been in? How would I know him? He's Movies, a comedian? Comedian, talking, jokes. Nope. He's in Grandma's Boy. Never seen it. Oh, we got to put Grandma's Boy on the list. It, that's it, gonna, it's, that's an, it's already <laughs> on the list. <laughs> that's another Airheads situation. Yeah. Um, How about... Lock the gates! Yes, forgive me. When, when the guitar player gets electrocuted and the the promoter is arguing with them. Do you recognize who I, that is? No, no, I had no idea. Mark, Mark Maron? Maron? No. Do you know who Mark Maron is? He has a podcast or something. Yes. Yeah. And okay. Here's one that I know you should know, and you probably didn't notice. He's like the podcast guy, right? Yeah. Well, he's the second one. He's the, not Joe after Rogan. After Joe right? Rogan. Yeah. 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 Um, it. Not for long, though. Wait till this podcast. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We're coming for you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. We're starting with you, Mark. Put on your big boy pants. Yeah. We're on episode 14, but look out. Um, okay, so the big one, and this, this, there's a lot of things about this one that you should know. Um, the scene when they're playing poker and they, and he sells he's Penny betting Lane. the girls. Yeah, he's betting the girls against the beer. Yeah. Do you Which know my, one of my favorite lines was when she was like, what kind of beer was it? Yeah. Do you know who he's playing cards with? The other band. Yeah. Do you know who one of those guys is? No, of course I don't. Oh, he's a comedian. His name's Mitch Hedberg. He's dead, right? He is now. <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't then. then. And you know what he was doing in that scene? Smoking he was, pot? He was smoking fake pot with real Peter Frampton. Oh, yeah. is that where that joke comes from? It is. Because yeah. okay. Peter Frampton's also at that table. Yeah. Okay. Instead of smoking real pot with guys that look like Peter Frampton. He's done that way more. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, the the list of like weird cameos in this... Super crazy. And then good actors, right? Because yes. you got Francis McDormand. You got Philip, Steve, Philip, Philip Seymour, Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Legend. <laughs> yeah. So I have, here's what I have. I have written at the top of my page. The guy from Twister? <laughs> no. 
No, I don't know him from Twister, you moron. <laughs> I know him from Patch Adams. Oh, 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 oh Patch Adams. Excuse me. Uh, I have written at the top of my page, Lester Bang sucks. <laughs> and then at the towards the end, I have that crossed out and wrote, just kidding, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say that, do you mean that Lester Bangs' character sucked or you didn't like the guy playing him at first? No, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think he's a great actor. Did you I can't like wait him? to see what he does next. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no, uh, I, I felt like the character was a jerk at first, but then I felt like... No, he he is trying to help this kid, you know, towards yeah. the end. Towards he's the end, doing he was it on in his purpose. Corner. Like, he's, right. he's right. trying to build the kid's character. Yeah, because I didn't feel that way, Bill. I felt like he always was trying to help him because you could tell that he knew he was a good writer and he was just surprised. I mean, that kid was 15 years old, right? So it's kind of right, he's really it, telling him about you know, what to it do. It was this kind of... His story never changed. He gave him all the same no, advice I, at the beginning. I agree, as I agree. But, like, at first... You you hear this and you're like, oh, this guy is super jaded and he's telling him to like, you know, tear this band apart. Don't be friends with him. You know, like basically you are the enemy, right? Right. Which they call him the enemy through the whole thing. And you're like, man, he's he's poisoning this kid like he's he's stealing his innocence. Right. But then. Throughout the rest of the movie, the kid's innocence is stolen. <laughs> right. He still has the same message, like, don't get caught up in it. Like, be a writer, not a groupie. That, w- that was his message, right? right? Be a writer, not a groupie. Yeah, or a Band-Aid, even. Right. <laughs> Which was code. I mean, come on. They what were, they were glossing over the fact that they were groupies. Yeah, well, they just didn't want to accept that they were, right? I mean, they definitely sure. are. Um, it's, yeah. It's a good, you know, the part about this movie that I didn't love necessarily is all of the groupy parts of this movie. Mm. The Kate Hudson part of the movie is not my favorite part of the movie, but it's fine. It's still good. Well, I think, yes, I agree that I didn't enjoy that part, but I think it's representative. I mean, I think that time when they're talking about that happened. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I like I like that it was in the movie. It's mostly just her and the I think it's the love the love story relationship right. part of it with her and Billy Crudup that is not my bag for this movie because I'm more I was I was always waiting for that to get over to watch everyone else. You know, I wanted to watch him and Russell talking and doing their stuff more. You know, right? The love story was more of a plot device than the actual like meat of the story. Right. The the love story was what sold the normies on the whole movie, whereas if you're really into the story, you didn't need the love story to carry it all the way to the end. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me go here. Uh <laughs> go to there. I, I have some music things. Um <laughs> Is this the kind of band that in the 70s would have been opening for Black Sabbath? There's a ton. There's so many stories of like, you know, Kiss open for Blue Oyster Cult. And then they ended up headlining a Blue Oyster Cult opening for them. And yeah, all these bands, you know, 
You mean because they were good or the type of music they were? Like, wouldn't Black Sabbath... Black Sabbath is Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yes. Okay, so wouldn't they have been, like, way too big to have this, like, band that's just kind of coming up open for them? No, that's how you mostly do it. Not then, yeah. Okay. I mean... What what kind of band? So if you, if you were to guess, like in the seventies, a Black Sabbath show, who would open for Black Sabbath? Well, I don't know music, uh, <laughs> right? Is, like Aerosmith. <laughs> I mean, maybe oh, or they would have had their own show. Yeah, they'd probably have their own show. You know, yeah. or they or they're about to be big, right? That's how most. That's how stuff still is, right? Opening acts are usually like. But isn't isn't Black Sabbath like? harder sounding like more hardcore yeah, but than the way they portrayed Stillwater there was I, you know there was so much less to pick from like so a band like Stillwater which was hard but not like really like southern rock totally could have opened for Black Sabbath if they were available right it's just it there was so many deals that were made with you know whoever and the promoters and all that and it it was all about popularity and and who was going to sell more records and like like Lester Bang said it was it was about the commerce it was about the money more than it was about the art and somebody would put a band like Stillwater thinking that they're going to like blow up in front of Black Sabbath because everybody's there to see Black Sabbath and they'll sell more records of Stillwater because they're in front and they never really kind of talked about, I mean, they didn't go into the logistics of touring, you know, right. as much as they could right, have. Right. Um, there's a chance that, I mean, it seemed to me in this movie, they weren't traveling with Black Sabbath to open for them. They were traveling around opening or headlining both. Right. They, like, yeah, yeah. they were in, they, they were in happened. California. Yeah. They happened yeah. to be opening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause they were on their own tour. They headlined a couple shows, you know, like when you got electrocuted or whatever. Yeah. In Tulsa or um, whatever. Yeah, and then okay. then I think they might open for Bowie. I don't know if that was why that was happening. You know, like why sure. was Bowie think, in the hotel when I they think were there? Bowie was just in because they, they were in New York, right? Bowie's right. just in New oh, York, yeah, just and they were out. playing some weird venue in New York, right? Okay, so there was a point where I watched this movie with my wife, and there was a point where she looked at me like, "Are you a moron?" Yeah, and there's just one point that was when, when did she wait? Wait, when did she when did she stop looking at you like that to look at you like that again? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're usually on the same page, but she was just like, "How stupid are you?" <laughs> um, there's this there's this scene where they're on the bus right after the like, "I'm a golden god, I'm on drugs" scene. Oh, yeah. okay. So wait, hang right on. the next morning when we were watching when I was watching the movie by myself, I was like, "If Bill doesn't know this Tiny Dancer song." It's going to be crazy, but keep going. Tell us your story. (laughs) Yeah. So they all started singing this song and I was like, what song is this? Do you know this song? Like, how do they all know this song? Are we just supposed to know what it is? (laughs) Yes. Is this a Stillwater original? And she was like, yes, it's Tiny Dancer. (laughs) Did she tell you who sings it? And I was like, oh, this is the song that Ed Sheeran talks about in his song, Castle on a Hill. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, do you know who sings it, Bill? Yeah, it's Elton John, which okay. this whole soundtrack was Elton John, right? What Negative. do you mean by the whole soundtrack? Like they played so m- they played so much Elton John during this movie. They did like what else? There was a lot they of played Elton so John. much they played so much Elton John, I thought it was Nomeo and Juliet. I don't know what that is. <laughs> You've never seen Nomeo and Juliet? Why would I have seen that, Bill? I don't know. It's funny. 
It's got a it's it's Shakespeare themed and Elton John did all the music for it. When when was okay, so just I'm just wondering, like, what other song did you hear by um Elton John? It just it just sounded like all the songs were by Elton John. Like at the end, weren't they playing a bunch of Elton John songs at the end too? And like over the end credits there was an Elton John song. There was like an Elton John song playing when Do- Zoe D. Chanel came back home. Yeah, so yeah, they played they played um, 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 Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters at the end. Sure, I mean I don't know the songs, and, and then t- and then Tiny Dancer. But I think that's the only time. I think it was only twice, as far as I can tell. I remember I heard I heard him in. That's I think that's I've too, only heard any Elton Johns for me. I think I've only heard him sing two songs. You don't like Elton John? That seems right up your alley. Why? Uh, because you just dropped Ed Sheeran's name. Ed Sheeran's I mean, way better than Elton John. It's the same oh, kind of Jesus. music. And it's not true at all. It's like, okay, see, uh, this is the problem. This is the Bill, most frustrating thing. you might have thing. turned some listeners against you with that comment. Like, and and he's going to say, and oh, because Elton John isn't good because that music's old, because that's what we talked about. <laughs> old, old music isn't good, apparently. Ed Sheeran is the not man. Not all of it. It's... It's, it's fine. It's just all, you know, piano and la di da di da. Oh, as opposed to Ed Sheeran, <laughs> that rocker with all the other he instruments. Carries he carries it up. He does. Sure he does. Yeah, he's got some guitar in there. He's got some rap. He's got some... Oh, Ed let's, let's call rap. Let's, let's go. Let's, yeah. let's talk about him rapping. Break it down as bars here. <laughs> let's go. I mean, he does uh, a few times. <laughs> uh, see, this... Uh, you just I, hate him because he's popular. No, you I don't. Guys, you guys are no, so terrible. Cultural that you no. have to hate what's popular. No, I actually don't not, hate him. He, you can't say he's terrible when he's like the most streamed artist ever. You say the Beatles are terrible, right? And they're the best. Band, they're the biggest band in the world. So that's your argument. And you is trash. think I'm a yeah. fucking idiot for saying they're terrible? <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you cannot and- say we think Ed Sheeran is terrible because. He's the biggest band in the world. And then also go and say that the Beatles are trash because they're the best band in the world. You understand how okay, that works? Fine. Here Yes, but that also applies this, to you. This is the Amy this is the Amy Poehler argument all over again. He always has the same thing. He throws things back in your face that he was the one that brought up in the first place that he was angry about. <laughs> Okay, here's the okay. thing. I no, have four. No, no, no. I we're not moving past Ed Sheeran. Go, go we're, ahead. We're, we're still here. No, I'm moving on too. I know. No, I'm no. putting Ed Sheeran in a forget Paris. I box said. To I said. I said we are not moving past Ed Sheeran. We are sticking with Ed right now. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. No, we're not. Here he comes. Ed Sheeran. You know what? I'm not saying he's terrible, but what I'm saying is I am. The you you just said that he even talks about Elton John in one of his songs because yeah. because that music is something that inspired them because it was so good. And then you talk about how it's just, oh, it's la-da-da-da. What? Why did you say great? great. Yeah. I'm, so, that's but then, great. But then you talk trash. Him. But that, I don't necessarily need to love the music that inspired something that I like. No, I know. But you're saying that Elton John is just la-di-da-di-da when you don't even know anything about it. And then you're going to say that Ed Sheeran's amazing, the best artist in the world you've ever heard. I did not say that. I <laughs> you just were pretty said close. I liked him. You were pretty close. You said he was the most streamed artist ever. Let's talk about how cool that he, is. Well, that's a fact, <laughs> not an opinion. He's the most streamed artist in the world ever. You sure yeah. about that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. 
All right. To the tubes. <laughs> someone someone get the fact checker out just He won case. an award for it. <laughs> when? Like two years ago. Oh, before all the big streaming stuff happened, maybe? Oh, yeah. Who's who's that Who's that super hot, one hot streaming artist in the last two years? Uh, Taylor Swift. Ed Sheeran. Taylor Swift, probably. She, she was making music before Ed Sheeran was. Yeah. So she's probably streamed more. She wasn't two years ago. You think all of a sudden she's bumping up the list? Yeah. Keeps making new albums. She made three albums this year to stream. And you just told me that you think they suck. Who suck? Taylor Swift's new stuff. No, I didn't. No, you said your daughter thinks they suck. No, I said that the one song with Bon Iver no one liked, but now everyone likes it. I liked it. I liked Here's it the before thing. Here's, liked it. I think that I think we need to speak to the Hey, hey Bill. Um, fact motherfucking check. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> the top artist streamed of all time on Spotify's Global Top 200. It's the first thing that comes up on Google when you... Post Malone. When you search most streamed artist of all time is Drake. <laughs> 23 billion. Ed Sheeran is sure two. Look, are you sure you're not just looking at Canada? Ed Sheeran is <laughs> two with 16 billion. That is a very fewer billion. I know how to speak okay. words. And that must have been... In the last couple of years. So, okay, Drake's the one who's on Ed Sheeran's heels, who's and so overtaken now, him. And I don't think that's, that doesn't mean on your heels, just so you know what that term means. <laughs> it doesn't very different. turn around. <laughs> <laughs> on don't your turn toes. around. <laughs> um, well, so Bill, guess what? Ryan, Bill has a new favorite artist. It's Drake, because he's been streamed <laughs> the most, so he's got to be good. Yep, he's the best. Drake is I don't like the Drake. best. I'm not a huge fan of Drake. Uh, Although I do like his new State Farm commercial. <laughs> Great. Where he's the alternate uh, Jake from State Farm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's Drake from State Farm. I thought that was pretty clever. That was a pretty yeah, clever it's, commercial. It's not yeah. as good as it's not as good as tag team in the Geico commercials. <laughs> nope. Hey, come on. <laughs> Sprinkles! <Okay. laughs> speaking, of, speaking of commercials, we've got to take a break and go to our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. I've got four really important questions to ask you guys that were inspired by Almost Famous. Perfect. Be back after these messages. Oh, how is that for a fucking tea? Check out... Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. And we're back. Guys, I'm refreshed. I've relieved myself. I've refilled my beverage. I hope you've done the same. I've been jamming to some Ed Sheeran. Bumped. As you do. As you do. Yeah, he loves that your body is a wonderland. Yeah. But it's probably, that's probably not him, is it? <laughs> your His body is no, a wonderland no, I trail. Think that I, I'm pretty sure that's Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not true. <sighs> so, um, you said, Bill, you had you had some hot takes, some thoughts, some, some things to bring up about this movie uh, after the break. And here we are. Yes, we're here. We're here. So here's the thing about this movie. Um, I, 
it was enjoyable to watch. I found that this movie more than I think any other movie we've watched so far made me think like it just made me think about things, you know, it um, even more it, than it wasn't that what war I made you sad and it was bad. <laughs> war is bad. It makes me sad. Yes. But but this movie like inspired some some reflection, some thought. It was definitely in that bin of a coming of age story for sure. <laughs> there may have been a slice uh, of life incorporated in it as well. Yeah, yeah, but it was definitely I I felt like it was very similar to Dazed and Confused, but it was it was way better in that it was like if the Dazed and Confused characters actually had plot lines. Um, yeah, you're just more thinking about their hair <laughs> and the soundtrack. Sure. But but so here's here's some questions that that this movie kind of sparked in me. The first was having watched Dazed and Confused and then watching this and having both of you say that you like both of these movies. Um, did you guys just wish that you had grown up in the 70s? Is that just like like you guys wish that you had been in high school in the 70s, right? Be a lot cooler if we did. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. I mean, it just depends on how you look at it, right? Like, I don't think that... I think that Almost Famous is more representative of... Uh, I don't. Neither one of those are representative of what my high school life would have been like in, you know, the Pacific Northwest. Right. You know, the, the music would have been fun. I would have seen some bands as they come through town and done things differently. But I... I you know, in when I was an adolescent, I did think, oh, it would have been cool to be around in the 60s or in the 70s, you know. But now that I'm older, I'm like, it was awesome to be alive in the 90s. Like, yeah. The 90s was a fun time. So you just look back on it with that, you know. You're So now you're like, uh, could have been alive. How about I just be younger at any time would be great. <laughs> I'm 11. You know, yeah. It, uh... <laughs> This this movie reminded me of a quote by the playwright George Bernard Shaw, mm, my favorite. Yes, yes. who fa- he famously said that youth is wasted on the young, right? No, and watching this watching this movie in my forties, I totally connected with that quote. And like, man, I wish I could be young again. <laughs> and know what I know now. You yeah, know what I mean? Like course. that's that's yeah. and that's everyone's I think mentality, but it it sucks that when you are like your most free and your most creative and your most, you know, athletic and fit and have the best metabolism and endurance of your life that you're such a moron, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just yeah. like man, it's, to be able to like, you know, be intelligent and young is just impossible i guess you well, get you get one and then you get the other yeah and, and sometimes yeah i <laughs> not have not in rick's case i've <laughs> i've heard it explained it as there's three things right you have time wealth and knowledge and you only can have two at once so in your youth you have time no and that's about it. And that's about <laughs> and it. And no knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. But then you start to gain knowledge, but you still have no wealth. So as you get older, you lose time, you gain knowledge, 
And you gain wealth, but you have no time. Well, I don't think it was uh, George Bernard Shaw, but they also say, you know, youth is wasted on the young and wealth is wasted on the rich. You ever heard that? Because it's just like you think about people that are like super crazy wealthy and what they right. don't do with their money. Like, well, and yeah, and how they th- they throw away their money on stupid things. Like, no, they don't though. Like, if you had a billion dollars, what kind of garbage would you buy and that they don't own? You know what yeah. I mean? Like a robot butler. And- <laughs> yeah, but some <laughs> some of them do. Sure. Um. So, but I don't know. I maybe I'm dumb. <laughs> that was my I, premise. <laughs> I think back and. I don't feel maybe I'm still in a state of arrested development because like put it on the list. <laughs> I don't feel all that different as from when I was young because I didn't learn much since then. You know, I don't feel all that different. I think it's okay. Yeah. You should read a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think I get the gist of your, of your argument, Rick, or your argument, your statement, because here's the deal. Think about when we were, 17 16 how about the 40 year olds you knew yeah would they be like dumbasses sitting around their computers on a podcast talking about (laughs) movies with each other nope there's no chance nope but but if you were 17 right now would you be doing the same thing yeah right i don't know well it depends on what you know you know you would have seen the exact same amount of movies (laughs) (laughs) that's probably true (laughs) I, I also wrote down, like, that everyone in, in high school and just out of high school, like, when you're in that, like, late teens, early 20s, you think that you have this unique perspective on the world and that you're like, oh, man, I've got it figured out and no one else does. Like, everyone in high school thinks they have, like, original, new, creative insight and they don't. They're all morons. And they should all have their own podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Like, I am, I've, I have all the novel thoughts. No one has ever thought this before. I'm a genius. Everyone's an idiot. Yes, the, the, uh, you know, the narcissism of that adolescent age, the pre-adult age. Yeah, but Bill right now just sounds like the man. I mean, like, <laughs> he's it's like a narc. enemy. Yeah. I mean, there And he kind of he- is. I mean, insurance the government he is the enemy (laughs) yeah he is the enemy you know because you got to think about too there are you know there's some pretty smart high school and college students out there right now right they're not all idiots they're not all the same person yeah there's a lot of dummies but they're all there's a lot of dumb there's a lot of stupid adults that i know Uh, yeah 100 percent. i can yeah um so, I mean, you really got to look at people and how they are and what they're looking at. Because you look at this movie. So, this movie is in all of, you know, all things that happen, it's all based on this kid's experience, right? And for him to have these experiences, he had to be pretty advanced in his age and his knowledge to even be able to to navigate this world he navigated on his own and to write what he wrote about them, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens and things, but I mean, yeah, and because he's a guy, we're okay with the rape scene. I know. I was thought about that <laughs> rape scene. Like, <laughs> How they're we're gonna deflower him? He's fifteen. Yeah. I know, right? 
Yeah. It's so wrong. <laughs> it is but wrong. How old do you, how old do we really think Penny Lane is? I think she's 18. 19. Because yeah. she said she was 16 to him, right? In she, that whole yeah. thing. Well, she also said she was 18 and 17. Right. Yeah. I 19 or 20. I don't think she's that old. She's not in high school. It's it's obvious that he was way younger, and she knew that he was way younger. And she wanted to get out of him how young he really was, so she was playing the game. I think mm-hmm. she's 18. Well, she's like I said, she's based on a girl he met in a high school. Yeah. Well, yeah, but also the persona of that character could be based on that. But the actual age of someone who could get their way into a Black Sabbath concert and not, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a girl thing. You know, and, and they were all obsessed with high school girls, mm-hmm. right? When they were well, yeah, trying to buy the bus. Well, one of them was, and the rest of them were like, stop chasing high school girls. That's weird. So that kind of leads me into my next question here, which is that William, our kind of protagonist of this story, was definitely used by Penny Lane, right? Like she she used him because she's having sex. She's having sex with Russell. but she's getting all of her emotional connection and friend support from William. Right. Right. And he's, he's wanting the whole deal with her and can't have it. She's wanting the whole relationship with Russell and can't have it. Right. Right. So my next question is, have you ever, have you ever been used by a girl like that? Have you ever been (laughs) on the hook or been the like friend support when she was like with some other guy and you're hoping to be next in line? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> liar <laughs> actually not not in that exact um circumstance but i know the sentiment you got any comments rick i don't <clears throat> i don't have a lot of those experiences um i was i mean i had a lot of you were friends. the player never the played <laughs> don't hate the player hate the game <laughs> i was never a uh i mean i had a lot of girlfriends you know what i mean but I never was – no, I mean, I don't – I don't – I understand what you're talking about, and I know that that's a thing, but I never really had that because I also didn't run in circles where anything was as distinct as there's this person and then there's this rock star and you're this person, right? So it's yeah. not like – it's not the jock and the cheerleader and the nerd. It's more like – four nerds or four jocks or whatever it is. Right. So there's not this, there's not the levels of, Oh, this guy's so much better. Cause you're all kind of on a level playing field. Right. And there's a lot of like stupid things that happen and a lot of like relationship things with girls, but nothing that was, you know, being used for something else. So I would say too, like having a second to like not be put on blast. Um, anything I would have to say, it doesn't, it doesn't, equal the same scenario as the movie so but i think bill has a story for us yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) so So basically rick and i passed and (laughs) bill gets to hold the hot potato well i just i remember there was this girl in one of my classes in college and um she was attractive for sure and flirted with me all the time and invited me to like go out with her 
one night, right? She was like, let's go out. Let's go to, you know, some clubs, right? right. And this was, right. this was Canada. So that was all legal when you were 19, right? And right. so, so, you know, we went out and we, we, she's, she was wearing this like very low cut, very revealing top, right? And she was like, okay, you're in charge of letting me know if my boobs fall out. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, this that's is my your job. first clue. Great job. That's yeah. not, I mean, I would, I'd take that job. So we like, we go to one place and she, she had a lot of money and she's just like, Drinking and drinking and buying drinks and drinking, you know, vodka cranberry after vodka cranberry after vodka cranberry. Was this in (laughs) Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. She was buying you vodka cran after vodka cran. No, no. (laughs) She she was drinking. I wasn't drinking. I was driving. Oh. Right? Yeah. And so she's, you know, dancing not really with me, just sort of out there, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, we go to a few different places, and it kind of becomes clear that, like, I'm the chauffeur, (laughs) not the date. Yeah. And she's just trolling, using me as a driver to drink and go from place to place. And then she puked all over my car. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And then I, like, dropped her off at her place, and she was like, I just need to go to sleep. And like, she was like, you can stay if you want or whatever. And like went into a room and shut the door and went to sleep. You know, <laughs> it was just one of those Good times. Yeah. I was like, yeah. way to I, really, really I think, boost the ego there. I was like, did I just invent Uber <laughs> for free? <laughs> Friend zone Uber. Yeah. I yeah. Been, so. I invented the worst Uber ever. <laughs> I was, and then, and then, yeah, like she just never really talked to me much after that. And I was like, right. That's what it feels like to be used completely. Yeah. <laughs> you got used harder than I ever had been used. I'll give you that. Okay. So, ne- <laughs> moving next on. <laughs> next on my list, inspired by Almost Famous. Um, so. Did you guys want to be rock stars? Is that kind of what you were like the dream when you were 17, 18, 19? Is it like that was the dream? Were you in bands? Were you trying to learn guitar? Were you dreaming about like going on the road and being famous? So, yes, I was in band and bands. Um, Wouldn't that just be bands? Well, (laughs) I'll explain. Oh, being, no, you you mean band, like, in school. No, yes. I get it now. I yeah. thought you meant a band being and then more bands. The school band is different than being in a band. Yeah, the yep. school band doesn't usually go on the road and open for Black Sabbath. <laughs> right. So, um, I, I carry the card of the band nerd in high school. I was in all the bands, all of the things. What instruments did you play? I played uh, clarinet, bass clarinet, and baritone saxophone in concert band, jazz band, and marching band. So you're what you call a a woodwind. I am a woodwind, yes. And uh, so at this time in in my high school career, uh, it was when the third wave of ska was really cool. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, a bunch of people that I knew, we formed a ska band and um, played like three shows. Um, we won the talent show by playing a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones cover. 
And uh, then no one wanted to practice after that because everyone else had jobs. And then the band ended. So I was in a band for three shows. You got anything on tape we can hear? Nope. Okay. Well, not for me. Uh, It might be out there. I don't have it. Yeah. Nice. Um, I had no musical ability whatsoever. Um, I tried. I tried to take drum lessons for about a week one time. My dad played guitar and bass. Never really uh, taught me very much. So, but I always, I thought it'd be fun to be in a band. But I was always like, I think I'd be a really good manager. <laughs> yeah. The face. Yeah, like I think I could like booked a gig. And I used to talk, I mean, if I, the thing is, is I was in a town where like there was a couple of bands, but not a lot. You know, I remember I went to a show at the Grange Hall one time and it was, but it was actually, it was a super awesome show. It was like kind of, you know, it was like a rock show. It was mosh pit and it was fun. I was like, but I wasn't friends with those people in those bands. Like, like I knew them, a couple of them, you know, and whatever, but you know, it wasn't, um, a realistic thing to be like, Hey, let's see if we can actually make something happen in this town. I feel like a venue planner or like a club owner is more like up your alley, right? Up your skirt. Uh, (laughs) right. That's how you say it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I just, I, if, if you were a band manager, I think you'd get sick of the band. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like you'd rather run a venue and like get to know your like, constituents and like find them cool bands that were up and coming and like introduce them to new stuff. But I could be a good, I could be a good guy. Like I could be like Dick in this movie. Right. I could like handle the guys as long as they were pretty cool guys. Was, was, was Dick the first guy or was Dick Jimmy Fallon? The the, the first guy. Yeah. They're actual, the, yeah. The one that was his buddy and that was, right. he was okay. a manager. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm nice to say that people, I was like, I'll be the manager. That'd be fine. Like I would never, cared about being the front man of a thing. Right. Just being involved is fine. You know, that's the same thing. That's why I enjoy going to like live shows and doing things. Cause like just the experience of it, it doesn't need to be, you know, I don't need to be in the forefront of it. Right. Rick's the guy that makes it happen. And then it happens. And then Bill dies cause he choked on angry balls. No, th- not anymore. This is a uh, San Juan Blackberry uh, Island spritzer. So this movie Bill, did you have any other thoughts? You had a couple questions, a couple things. Well, I I never wanted to be a, a rock star, right? right? I never I never wanted to be in a band. My brother was in bands. He still makes music. He's into like making electronic music now. Um, but I was never musical, and that's because you had never heard music before. Well, sure. I mean, I'd heard some, but what I'd heard wasn't very good. It was just right. like, <laughs> like, why would I want to do this shitty thing that people are doing? Um, but I wanted, I wanted to be an actor, right? My love was the stage. And so <laughs> I just like, Billy I had Crystal. played, right. I played baseball for years. And then in high school, natural step in, in high school, my mom was late picking me up when I was a freshman and I wandered into the auditorium and they were having auditions for the school play. And so I just like walked in and auditioned and I got the lead in the play. And eventually I quit the baseball team. What play was it? That was a play called Charlie's Aunt. Okay. Um, so not like a major one. Sure. No. I mean, it's, it's 
fairly well known, but it's it was actually a really fun play about two guys in college that want to it's it's an old old fashioned play from like the 1800s. And so these two college guys want to hang out with their girlfriends and eventually ask them to marry them. But the girlfriends won't hang out with them unless they're supervised by a chaperone. And so they convince their butler to dress up like Charlie's aunt and he cross dresses to chaperone this date. So that was the plot of that. (laughs) But um, like that just really sparked a love of acting in me. And then when I got into college, I, I got into improv and really, um, really loved improv. So like my dream was always improv and stage acting and wanting to do, you know, television, movies, comedy, stage acting, improv, all that kind of stuff. Never the band scene. So these like, the band groupie, the, the touring, the concert scene that just doesn't, it just doesn't strike the chord in me that it does with, I think the people who grew up idolizing that and wanting, wanting their fame through that road instead of the road that like I dreamed of, you know? Yeah. And I, I would preface all that with saying that my limited experience with being in a, something that would be called a band for popular music. I always thought that was a pipe dream. Like Mm -hmm. I knew I was a band nerd because I enjoyed the classical part of it. And like, Oh, I'm going to participate in this thing, which I think is cool with people that I trust. But I also know that this is not a thing that's ever going to take off because Scott was not going to take off for more than a couple of years. So, I mean, but there had to be something, right? Because right. young people are filled with passion and dreams and there's no way you dreamed of making plastic bags for the rest of your life. You had to trample on my soul like that again, Bill. Plastic bags pay the hey, bills, you- Bill. Plastic bags produce No, this I know. Podcast, I know, Bill. <laughs> I know. Do you do you think anyone is like Let's see, what's a beloved profession? Oh, I know, politicians and insurance salesmen. Like, those are two of the most hated things in the world, and that's what I do. Yeah, you are the, you're the salt of the earth. <laughs> Snake oil <laughs> yeah. and lies. I, I once went to an insurance convention with State Farm, and it was in Las Vegas at the Bellagio, and I got Seems into legit. the elevator, and there was a guy, in, there were like 19,000 insurance agents there, and we get into the elevator and there's this guy in the elevator with his wife and uh, I'm in the back and he turned, his wife turns to him and she goes, what were all those people doing in the lobby? And he goes, it's some big insurance salesman convention. And she was like, ugh, I hate insurance salesmen. And he goes, yeah, they're the worst. The only thing worse are politicians. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say something or you just laughed yourself? I just tucked my name badge in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's time, don't you guys? Let's, I think we should break this thing down a little bit. Well, oh, there's no, one more thing. There's okay. one more thing, guys. I'm sorry. Bill, I'm sorry to hold this up. Bill, do you have any more questions? I do have one more. What is it? <laughs> it was it was which character in this movie do you identify most with? Mm. Wh- which one do you go, that one is the one I resonate with? 
Jason Lee. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> we should be the, on I the lo- cover. I love Jason Lee. Well, and I think me, I mine might, I'd probably be Dick, right? Like the manager of the whole thing, because it's like I wanted, I would be the guy to get the get everyone. Hey, let's not fight about this. Don't worry about this stupid T-shirt. Let's get it fixed. <laughs> the T-shirt, except. Except I would open the t-shirts before before I brought them in there to show them to him, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right you do it right, yeah, yeah, right. No, honestly, like I would, I think I'd probably identify in this movie with Lester Bangs more than anybody. The jaded, uh, like industry guy that has been through it all and wants to help somebody, but also is beyond his prime. See, I can, I can almost too. I can almost identify with William's character in not being too young, but also just being like being around that scene and having questions and wanting to learn about what the what makes these guys tick and what's interesting about it. And that would be a fun way to do it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't do the talent part of that. I couldn't do the writing or the you know the think pieces, but I could hang out sure. and ask questions. I could do a podcast with those guys. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's definitely. They play up the character as being the ingenue, right? He is definitely the babe. Um, you don't know ingenue? That's okay. I don't know. Did you start speaking French? It is a French word. It. You know how I feel about the French. (laughs) Uh, there's there's two parts where I really connected with a quote that was said, right? And the first one is when I identify with William when he goes, I am not sweet. I am dark and mysterious, not sweet. Like, I just, ah, that connected with me. Mysterious. Like, reminded me of my youth. Yes. Um, And then the other thing that I really connected with was with Russell in that scene when he's at the party. And he says... Let's go find something real. And he's just craving, he's just craving real. And that, like, I relate so much to that because there are so many times I get so sick of small talk. I get, I, I get so sick of just having the same. How are you? How's the weather? How's your job? How's your kids? Like, I hate that small talk conversation. And both of my jobs, I have to have that conversation over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like, I want something real. Like, I don't want to waste my time being nice to someone. I don't want to waste my time having a shallow conversation. Let's talk about something that matters or let's go do something fun. Let's not sit here anymore and 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 just talk about meaningless shallow crap. Well, well instead of instead of talking about the same things over and over and over again, let's bring out the clamometer. We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> unique New York, unique New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, clamometer and homework. I said kilometer.
<laughs> it never gets old. It it's pretty good. Old, but it actually might be getting old. <laughs> it might be. Um, so let's talk about this movie a little bit more before we get too deep into these numbers. Um, I'll tell you this. I watched this movie with, you know, I've seen it probably three, four times in my life. I felt like I watched it with fresh eyes. I had, I didn't remember half the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Agreed. But what I did realize for some reason, I, there's a few flaws with this movie, but I really like this movie um, way more than I remember liking it before. I kind of think back and I'm like, maybe I liked it a lot, but I liked it quite a bit. So I'm kind of interested to see how this goes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like again, this movie came out, you know, 21 years ago, and I watched it a couple times, three, four, five times back in its era, and I haven't watched it since. And now, rewatching it, I've, I've really, I really enjoy this movie. Like, um, there's a lot of things to enjoy, but there's, a, you know, there's a few things that I want to pick apart, but on the whole, the, the movie's really good, and, the story and the plot really is engaging. And I know, Bill, you had some points, plus and minus, but as a whole, I feel like, as a human being, uh, this movie is going to be enjoyable. So, we're going to get to the kilometer here, and we're going to see what really happens. And this is where the rubber meets the road. All right. Well, let's get down. Let's get down the brass tacks here. What do you think? Yes, I agree. Um, so me and Ryan talked last week about this movie. And also, I will point out, Rick. Sorry to interrupt. I apologize. That's okay. Um, I will point out, not having rewatched the movie in several years, we picked this score. Yes, and I had a problem with my score because I did know I. Th- felt like Bill would could really like this movie or could like dazed and confuse this movie. Like, I don't know where he was going to fall, <laughs> right? He could have done something wild. We don't even understand because we don't know if he's going to relate to anything that happens in the movie. Doesn't know if he understands anything about the music or bands. He might not even know this is a world that exists, right? He might not know that live music is performed. I don't even know if he knows that. Right? He might think it's all computer generated. Um, so I had to just I, at first I was like, this could be this could be his best movie he's ever seen. And then I gave him a 66 degree. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at there. Yeah. Uh Ryan, do you remember your score? You nope. want me to unveil it for you? No. Nope. Yep. Yep. No, you're like me. I just once I shut this computer off, the podcast goes out of my brain. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Once I uh, <laughs> listen to four or five hours of all of us talking in my brain, I lose track of where my score was. Well, you came in a bit higher than me at seventy-three degrees. He's a warm boy. So we both thought you were going to like it, and my main thing with my sixty-six is like that. That's a good movie for you in the grand scheme of things because you don't like movies, <laughs> right? That that'd be your fourth. That'd be the fourth best movie you've seen so far since we've started this podcast. I see where you're coming from. I get that. I think I think this movie this movie's interesting. It 
it doesn't connect with me on some levels. There's parts of it that, you know, it's the seventies. It's bands. I don't know. It's music. I don't know. It's a lifestyle. I don't idolize. So that doesn't necessarily connect with me, but I can, I can appreciate a story that doesn't always connect to who I am. You know what I mean? If it has compelling characters and it has good direction and a good plot. I think this right? is growth. I'm I'm not a basketball referee, nor have I been to Paris, but I love Forget <laughs> Paris and I identify with Billy Crystal. So But um, you do enjoy hacky jokes, so Yeah. And but, feel um, Parmesan. What <laughs> I think what I liked best about this movie was that it had substance to it, that it had depth, that it had places where it made me think and it made me you know, reminisce on my dreams and think about, you know, youth and think about growing older and think about substances. But substance, it also wasn't not substances. <laughs> well, maybe both, right? Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't but also it also wasn't <laughs> super heavy handed. Right. Right? right. It, it wasn't shoving down your throat like, oh, you should be sad now and you should do Exactly. This. It it wasn't it wasn't a Hollywood attempt to elicit emotion. It was just a well-told story that naturally invited you to engage intellectually with it. You I would know? agree with that. And so, so yeah, uh, I would say overall, this was a good recommendation by our listener, Erica. And um, because of that, I really, I bounced around a bit. I was going to kind of... I had an initial number that I was going to put it at that was kind of close to where Rick guessed. But then I started looking at the clomometer and I was like, you know what? I like this movie better than Goodfellas. I like this movie better than Mean Girls. And I like this movie. It it was deeper and more meaningful and more rewatchable than um, uh, Step Brothers. Right. Even though it wasn't maybe as like hilarious. And so then where I really bumped up against was we got to, you know, that stepbrother's Christmas story, 68, 69. And I was like, you know, it's in that ballpark, but it's a little bit better than both of those. And so I put it at a nice balmy 70 degrees. Yes. A nice Seattle summer day, a good July day, August day in Seattle. Chicken, so I put it at veal parm se- dinner. Well, I mean, I'm three degrees lower than Ryan's guess and four degrees higher than Rick's. So I still know. take it. I'll claim the win. He takes well, the points. And this is why. Yeah, but he it's Price is Right rules, I thought. But, uh, <laughs> oh, revisionist is, history. <laughs> revisionist history. Well, when you guys discuss uh, next week's movie, Ryan's going to be like, I bid a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bid one peewee. <laughs> one peewee to rule them uh, all. The thing is, is with, I felt the same way. That's why I came in at 66, because I saw the Christmas story, Step Brothers T2 um, Log jam. Trifecta, yeah. trifecta there. And I didn't, I, I was like, well, it's hard to put that in anywhere. And I thought you'd like it a little more than Christmas story, but I couldn't tell because Christmas stories is such a different vibe. Right. That's why I threw in a C6, but I it's, think a 70 it's, is fine. It's getting tricky to compare all these different genres. Yep. That's what I was saying in that one episode that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> great, great callback. A couple of weeks that's, ago, we talked about a thing. Actually, that's that's what I was referencing when we talked during the uh, the 
episode that shall not be named episode. Yeah, yeah, we don't go there. When I had, when you asked me what was better, and I said that it's hard for me to place movies from different genres, you know, like, yeah, for me to say I'd rather watch Almost Famous than Step Brothers is kind of crazy because I'd rather watch Step Brothers because it's funny and it's easy to watch all the time. But if I wanted to watch a decent, like, good story, long movie or show it to somebody, I'd watch Almost Famous. Doesn't mean that one is better than the other per se, right? You gotta have you gotta have your own list. It's just yeah. like when someone said, "What's your favorite movie?" How do you? Depends on what genre you want to know. We're gonna find out. We'll get there, right? We're, gonna, I mean, what, we're someday. We're gonna find that perfect one hundred for all three of us. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't think so. But I, you know what? Don't we all? I bet we could all agree on what that is right now. But we've all seen it. Forget right? Paris. It's it's Back to the Future, right? No, Am I right? no, no. You are so wrong. Back to the Future is an okay movie. Where does, it rank on, where does it rank on the kilometer? <laughs> well, they'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> well, we, we're not going to watch it. It's it's okay. It's it's probably in that sixty to seventy range. Like it, it's probably seventy three, seventy four. So it's not the, as good the as first Airheads. one. The first one. It's not as good as Airheads. <sighs> Airheads is better than Back to the Future. That's what you're telling me. You're gonna you're gonna say that into a microphone that's being recorded. I just want to make sure For all okay, of posterity. I would need to rewatch Back to the Future with the same objectivity as I have approached these other movies and mm-hmm. see what my reaction is. Now, my recollection is I really like Back to the Future one. Yeah, we're only talking about we're talking the about one. Right second now. Back to the Future sucks, and the Doesn't third suck. one is mediocre. They're all great, but let's we're talking about one. We're talking about the first one, the OG. It's okay. it's pretty okay. Okay, so wait, so you're telling me that Forget Paris is better than Back to the Future? That's you're going to say that. Let me think about it. Okay, I'll get you back. Can come to back. <laughs> yeah, I you should. I I haven't seen Back to the Future in a long time. Ugh. It's okay. All right. Well, never mind. I guess we never will agree. I mean, I what's the perfect Shawshank Redemption's got to be up there, right? Uh, it's, it's, the movie's fine. It's good. That mo- it's better than Back to the Future. It's not better than Back to the Future. Ryan, which is better, Shawshank uh, Redemption or Back to the Future? We're on the different scales argument again. No, you've got to you dig in. I have to. I have to equate which one. Which one is objectively the better movie? Back to the Future or Shawshank Redemption? No, you can't. You can't say objectively the better movie. You have to just say what you Fine. think is the better. In your it opinion. is subjective. It is subjective, and I will say the better movie is Shawshank. I'm sorry. Woo-hoo-hoo! I'm sorry. I'm taking the points. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna walk off right now and let you guys. Oh wait, we don't even know what movie we're watching. Next. No, we haven't told you. We haven't given your assignment yet. Nope. So, what, other, what are we gonna do? Well, so I've been thinking. I, I can't get I I can't forget Paris. I just can't <laughs> stop it's, it. Forget no, forget Paris. It's it's been in my head. It won't stop. It's been I just keep thinking about things and it it's terrible. Um and I was thinking the other day about your love of this movie and I was thinking about your sports references and I was thinking that we haven't watched any kind of a sports movie yet. Ooh. Now, um, I do like sports movies. Do you? And you've probably seen a ton of them, right? I mean, I've seen The Mighty Ducks. Okay. I've seen Rudy. Uh-huh. I've seen Field of Dreams. 
Okay. Mm, I like all of those. Have have you seen Hoosiers? No. Have you seen The Natural? No. Have you seen Eight Men Out? No. You're just coming off the (laughs) dome here. Have you seen The Replacements? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, football movie. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the whole nine? uh, Nope. Yeah, any have you seen any given Sunday? That's the one. Is that the one where Bruce Willis shoots a guy on the football nope. field? That's the last Boy Scout. Oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> okay, we don't really call that a sports movie. <laughs> they play football. Sure. Um, oh, I bet you've seen Angels in the Outfield, though. Oh, I love Angels in the uh, Outfield. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. hundred for you, right? <laughs> I I mean, when I was a kid, that was I loved that movie. Well. So when you oh, were a kid, you, you Joseph Gordon-Levitt, well, you love baseball movies. I do. Apparently, I was a big. I played baseball for years and years and years until I gave it up for my dream of acting. And you love uh, family, you know, like that's a good family movie, right? right. Well, I think I think I've I think I've said if you want to make a movie better, put a kid in it. Right. Well, <laughs> I thought <laughs> that is a controversial stand. Put I, a kid I, uh, in it. So I took all those things into account that you liked baseball movies. I didn't take that into account. I figured it just now because you just said it. <laughs> but I do know you love children. So I have a movie that brings the two worlds together. Okay. I think you need to watch The Bad News Bears. Never heard of it. All right. Well, um, what do you think it's about? <laughs> well, you said it's about baseball and kids. <laughs> uh huh. Bad news bears it is about a baseball a little league team a baseball little league team and bad news bears you are being eliminated we're they're gonna get rid of your team so their team is gonna be removed from the little league unless they win the championship this year and so they have to find a way to come together and win the Little League title in order for their team not to be removed from the list of teams in the Little League. Okay. Okay. Um, do you do you have any, you know, you think who's in it? Oh, boy. Uh, sports, movies, kids, baseball. Do I, can I have a guess of like when it was made? You can guess that, yeah. <laughs> well, I have no idea. <laughs> it's an older well, movie, right? I mean, you've heard of it, right? You've heard that name before? Kind of. Well, this is this is what we're talking about. This is yeah, where you okay. got to go. So. so it's a bunch of kids, probably some kids that, you know, became famous later. Kids from the, like, 80s, maybe. I don't know. Um okay. I mean, I don't know. You don't, you know, who knows? Kid actors, maybe they become famous, maybe they don't, right? But their coach is probably a well-known actor. Like, that's probably what it hinges on, right? So it's, uh, Tom Selleck is coaching the baseball team. Okay. And, yeah. Right. I, that's I'm picking up what you're putting Solid down. pick. Solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Selleck trying to keep a down and out team that grew up on the rocks from being eliminated from contention. Growing up on the rocks. (laughs) As you do in South Boston. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's guess your scores. Okay. Peace out. 
Bill is going to check out right now, take his headphones off. And, and I'm going to remember to turn off my microphone. So we don't hear you when I brush my teeth. teeth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Peace out, guys. Bye, Bill. Well, he's not muted. There he goes. This. All right, Ryan. Uh, he, I have. He is so difficult. I know. Uh, he kind of. He's doing. He. You know. That's a pretty good random guess about what this movie's about. Yeah. I mean, it has some elements. I know. I mean, it's a pretty easy trope, but. Um. Yeah. I like his so, guess of of uh, eras. Like right. He's he's off of ten years easy. Yeah. Um, um, well, so I have, I think I got my, I think I got my number. Um, I, I, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm thinking through the movie. I haven't seen it in a little while. Um, you know, it's, it's a seventies movie. It's Walter Matthau. It's, uh, you know, some salty kids. It's seventies PG, if I'm not mistaken, um, is it PG? I don't know. Uh, probably, no but I mean, it shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's it's PG, like Porky's is PG thirteen or not rated R, right? Right, because they didn't have PG thirteen right back then. Um, so I'm thinking Bill, because Bill doesn't identify with the '70s at all, and he also doesn't identify with malfeasance and uh, disrespect for the working order. I think he's going to be annoyed by this movie because the kids are out of control. I don't think he's going to like that Walter Matthau is cantankerous, but also has to put up with these kids. And this is just my thoughts from what I remember of the movie watching it how many years ago and i don't think he's gonna like it i think he's gonna put it in the hmm, 47 wow okay um it's funny this talks about how what we think of bill a lot um of course so i i think a lot of the same this whole podcast is a entire like we're gonna eviscerate bill's character on this podcast (laughs) Um, this movie is very funny. Lots of good jokes. Yeah. Lots of good lines. Yeah. But he's, I don't think he's going to think any of it's funny. No. I don't think he's going to, he's not going to put himself in that time of like, it's kind of slow paced. It's kind of, you know, it's blotchy. It feels like. It's Blues I mean, it Brothers. Like, it's Blues Brothers, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. But he's, yeah, he's not going to appreciate the characters. Um, I don't know. that there's There is a lot of like shock value in that movie from the seventies, especially. Right. But I decided, I looked at the list, I looked at the clamometer and you put it two spots above Daisy and confused. And I decided I've had it written down already. I say he's going to give it a 41. He's going to go below. Yeah. I think he's going to hate this movie. Um, I think that he needs to like, this is going to be a good test. Cause this is one of those movies that like, if you can't get into this, there's something fundamentally wrong with his brain. Well, you don't have to. I'm not saying you have to love this movie, but just like the way if this falls in this category, we're just looking at there hasn't been a movie made, you know, before 19, like 90 
that's above a 50. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. he just doesn't like stuff that isn't new. Because it's funny. nostalgia, yeah. Right, except that's, I think that argument is not great. Right. He just doesn't have good taste. Yeah. You know, we learned that just now about when he talks about how he just loves Ed Sheeran, but that's just because Ed Sheeran's new. Yeah. Right? If Ed Sheeran was around in the 60s, he'd say, that was just because pe- people didn't know what music was back then. Yeah, I think his 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 argument is framed about the fact that he hasn't experienced it, not that it's actually nostalgia. It's just the fact that he didn't actually, he wasn't there, you know. Right. Right. Well, I think we should quit tearing him down and bring him back, yep. what do you think? Yep. Hey, guys. Hi. How we doing? So Great. we've uh Rick and I've talked over our uh predictions for okay. your enjoyment of Bad News Bears. Wee <laughs> So we're gonna wrap up this evening. Um we're gonna put a little bow on everything. Guys, uh do you have anything you'd like to close out this episode with? Sorry, it was over two hours long. Just kidding. Won't be that long when do it. No, no. Once Ryan's done with it, <laughs> he can edit all this shenanigans out. It's going to be a um, tight forty-seven minutes of me just talking about how much I hate you. I would like to say <laughs> sounds about right. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, we need some emails. We need some. We need some engagement from our listeners, um, especially the people that don't know us or have ever met us or know who we even are. Let's talk the people that do know us or have met us. Also, let's talk. Give us some opinions. Give us some thoughts. Give us some emails. We're ready for you. Yeah. I just want to say thanks to our listeners. We're, uh, we're seeing these downloads and it's surprising and fun. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're just looking forward to engaging with you guys and, and coming up with some good suggestions. want to say thank you to my daughter, Abby, who does all of our artwork and uh, yeah, looking forward to the bad news bears. Excellent. Yes. Uh, thank you very much to all of our listeners. Uh, we, we really appreciate you guys. Um, please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at miseducation of bill. We are on Twitter at miseducation of bill and email us at miseducation of bill at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and like us on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on all the major podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. If you cannot find us on your podcast app, please tell us. We'll get there. Special thanks to Wild Only and The Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify and at woatw.com. Please check out their new video on YouTube. It's Trauma Queen. Um, we're going to have that song at the end of this podcast. And for me and Rick and Bill, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Good night.
Another drink 